Are you tired, mama? Tired of feeling like you have to resign yourself to either being a hot mess mom who's drowning in the chaos of motherhood or a Pinterest perfect mom who looks like she has it all together, but on the inside, she's really miserable. The world keeps telling us that these are the only options, but that is such a lie. You can get out of victim mode and you can make changes to bring more joy to your life. And at the same time, you can find freedom in remembering that you can't control everything and you can stop striving for perfection. I'm Mackenzie Tricola, and I'd love for you to join me every week here on the Practically Joyful Mom podcast to talk about realistic ways to bring more joy to your mom life and how to choose to be joyful even when it feels like the chaos is winning. We'll talk about intentional parenting, simplicity, faith in following Jesus, connecting with your kids, taking care of yourself, and so much more. Are you ready to leave hot mess mom and Pinterest perfect mom in the dust? Are you ready to choose to be a practically joyful mom? Then welcome in, friend. I'm so glad you're here. Hey friends, I'm Mackenzie. Welcome back to Practically Joyful Mom. I'm excited to be sitting down here with you virtually today and just getting to share this time together. Um, enjoyed a nice long summer break from recording episodes. I know last week I published one that I had actually recorded over the summer, so this is my first time really back sitting down recording an episode after a nice long break. It was nice, I enjoyed it, and I'm excited to be back and spending this time together with you. As always, this episode is kind of just out of what's been happening in my life lately, what I'm thinking about, what I'm learning, ways that I'm in the process of growing, certainly not done. So I'm just excited to get to share this time with you guys to be together. I hope that you had a wonderful summer and early fall now. Uh, whatever that looked like for you, whether you have school-age kids or younger kids or wherever you're at in this season of life, I just hope that this has been a season full of lots of good, even if it's full of hard, that you're able to find all of the wonderful things in it as well. Before I jump into our kind of the meat of our topic today, I just want to share the verse of the episode. This is actually the verse that one of my kids has been memorizing, so it's stuck in my head. There's also a song that goes with it. Um, I think I've mentioned them before, but Seeds Family Worship, you can find it on YouTube, on Spotify, all over the place. They just do like Bible verses that they put into a song. I know there's tons of places that do, you know, little scripture verse songs, but we have really enjoyed those. They have a song of this, This music that we love to just, I'll turn it on when we're cleaning up, turn it on when we're in the car, and it's enjoyable to listen to even as an adult. (laughs) It's not just kid music. And then we get these songs stuck in our head, and we have Bible verses stuck in our head, which is wonderful. So, the verse today is, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And that's Romans 5, 8. So it's been stuck in my head, just running through my head kind of on loop because I've been helping my son practice it. And it just was making me think this week how we could look at this and say, okay, God demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And because of that, because we have that love in our hearts, we can demonstrate our own love for our kids by the fact that even while they're still immature, while they're still 
sinful, childish, make messes, make mistakes, don't sleep at night, drive you crazy, whatever it is, we can show our love for them. Even so, by giving of ourselves for them, we may not, we're not dying for them in the same way Jesus died for us, but sometimes it feels like little deaths, you know, when you're, ugh, I don't want to be patient, but I'm going to choose to die to myself and be patient right now. Or I don't want to sit and have one more conversation about why you shouldn't hit your brother, but I'm going to give up my time for them. I don't want to wake up one more time in the middle of the night, but I'm going to choose to give up that sleep and show my love in this way. So that's just what I've been thinking of with this verse, a way we can kind of apply it. Because we are so grateful for God's love for us, we can give that same love to our kids. So now jumping actually into the topic today, um, I just have been noticing this thing in my own life, and maybe it's something you're also having in your life, maybe it's not, maybe you will in the future, maybe you have in the past, but I've just kind of noticed that a lot of times lately I have this attitude of, oh, let me get the kids busy with an activity so that I can go get work done, whatever that work looks like, washing dishes, making important phone calls, whatever cooking dinner, whatever the thing is that I'm trying to do, some kind of budget thing on the computer, whatever it is, I have just noticed that mental pattern for myself, that it's kind of like all day I'm looking for, oh, they're occupied with that, I can go do a workout video, oh, they're busy, I can call a friend, oh, if I just get them set up with a book, then I can do this. And that's not bad. We should definitely use those moments when they're busy. I guess I just was noticing for myself that most of my day was spent with that attitude. Most of my day was, let me get them busy so I can do something quote-unquote important or maybe more important. I can get stuff done. And the stuff needs done. It does. It needs done. But I was just finding that I wasn't having some time to get stuff done and then time that I was just really sitting and being with them and enjoying with them. Even my interactions with them were kind of, ooh, let's get through this so that I can go back to the important stuff. Let's, I'll read a book to them just so I can get them occupied with a stack of books and then move on. It was not, I'm going to read a book to them because I just want to sit down and be with them because I want to connect with them because I want to have time with them and so that's kind of something I've just been mentally working on of trying to kind of have a perspective shift for myself instead of feeling like okay top priority what I'm always on the lookout for is when are they busy so I can get stuff done but also having some importance and some value on spending time with them and like I said the stuff still needs done. So this is not an episode about, you know, never wash your dishes. So actually it made me laugh because it made me think of a book we had when I was a kid that was called The Man Who Never Washed His Dishes. And he doesn't wash them one night, then he doesn't wash them the next. And eventually like his whole house is piled full of dirty dishes. He can't even get to the sink. Maybe he can't even get in the kitchen. I don't remember exactly. So eventually one day he just piles them all in the back of his pickup truck 
and goes out in a rainstorm and it washes the dishes for him. And he says, from now on, I'm always going to wash the dishes. So the dishes need washed. You can't just only play with your kids and have fun and interact and never wash the dishes. That's not what I'm trying to say. I think it's more about our hearts in this. Are we just trying to get the kids busy so we can do the things that are important that need done? Or do we have some sort of a balance? Because I feel like when my filter for the day is just get the kids busy so I can do other things, I don't actually get more done. I, I love math and I would love it to be, okay, they were busy and occupied this amount of time, so I just got more things done, but somehow the math of it just actually doesn't work out. Um, when I carve out all this time for activities that are just, you know, adulting, grown-up things, I almost feel like I am getting less done on those days because I don't know why. It's, it doesn't make any sense to me. But I have experienced it that when I'm just always, oh, I can get something done, I can get something done, I can get something done, somehow I just am less productive than on the days where I'm intentional about slowing down, spending some real time just engaging with my kids, spending time with them like they're people, like they're my friends, not like they're just a responsibility reading a big stack of books to them without watching the clock, without thinking about what I'm going to do next, playing Vikings or Harry Potter or Toy Kitchen or a card game or whatever it is they want to play, without mentally running through my to-do list in the background and thinking, okay, after this, I'm going to get this done. After this, I'll get that done. Just actually being with them. It's crazy, and the math of it doesn't make sense and perplexes me, but on the days where I do just really sink into some time with them, I actually end up getting more of the quote-unquote important things done, and more importantly, I've invested time and energy and connection and love in my relationships with these people who are someday just gonna be adults out there in the real world and I want to have those strong relationships with them then and I want to have them now so I feel like on those days I've accomplished the things that matter even if they don't look like neat little check mark boxes on my to-do list and I somehow am also able to get done the other things get done the dishes get done the things that need done I know I've shared this quote on here before, but it really, this idea reminds me of um, C.S. Lewis. Children are not a distraction from more important work. They are the most important work. It's the future of our world, of our family, future generations. How we invest in and love and mentor them will change the future. And if that's not important, that's not more important than dishes than I don't know what is right um so kind of part of a perspective shift is is that that spending time with your children is important work it's the most important job you will ever have whatever other jobs you have and I'm not saying those other jobs are unimportant but that this pouring into real people 
who only have one mom and it's you, that is the most important job you will have. So that's kind of part of it. Um, a verse that I really like that goes along with this was Psalm 39, 4 through 5, that says, Show me, Lord, my life's end and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting my life is. You have made my days a mere handbreadth. The span of my years is as nothing before you. Everyone is but a breath, even those who seem secure. And maybe that seems like it's not relevant. Um, this is talking about teach me to number my days to say, hey, my life is finite. I only have so much time. I want to use it well. And we can apply that to our whole life, but we can also apply it to these years where our kids are in our home, where they walk up to you and want to sit on your lap and snuggle. You know, your 23-year-old son someday isn't going to say, mommy, can I snuggle on your lap while you read to me? Hopefully, he'll still want to hang out with you, he'll still want to be with you, but it will not be the same as, as these young years. And so I think we can think of this verse as well. Like, show me, Lord, the number of my days with these little people as little people. Remind me that, that this is temporary, that this is a short season in life, and I want to make the most of it because there will be an end to your days of little ones in your home, though it may not feel like it sometimes, like at 5, 5.30 in the evening, feels like it may never end, but you really do. You only have a certain number of time to snuggle them, to read with them, to play little games with them on the floor, just look in their eyes, listen to them, uh, share wisdom with them, all of those things. You only have so much time while they are small. And I don't want to waste that time getting them busy so I can go get something done. Again, the things need done. And in a minute, we're going to talk about some practical applications for this. But I just don't want to waste this time I have with them kind of always on the lookout for, oh, when can I get something done with that filter of looking for that time? So some practical application ideas. Um, an older mom who I really respect has talked about in the past that with her kids she would in the morning go out and do an activity with them, spend time with them, really focus on them, um, just have them be her focus for the morning, spend that time filling up their little love tanks, giving them lots of attention and um, activity and focus and just really being with them during that time. And then in the afternoon, when kids are having some rest time or just some downtime, some free play, that was kind of more the time to get things done. The things that, yes, do need done if you don't want to be like the man who never washed his dishes. Because I love the idea that you could just put your dishes out in the rain and they'd be clean, but I don't think that's how it really works in real life. So that's one really great idea that I love and I have tried to apply in some ways. That may not work exactly for your schedule. Maybe your mornings are crazy or who knows what your afternoons are like. But maybe you can, within your own schedule, just kind of earmark certain parts of your day as focus time with the kids so that during that time you won't be mentally looking for a way to get stuff done. And your kids will also learn that, yes, there are certain times of the day where you need to focus on adult tasks and that's free play for them or that's rest time for them or it's watching a movie for them whatever it needs to look like for you but kind of having 
maybe different chunks of the day where you have different focus. And of course, there are going to be interruptions when it's adult time. That's fine. If it's the baby and they're hungry and you need to feed them, welcome the interruption. If it's an older kid and you sense, yeah, they could probably do something else for a little longer, that's fine. You're going to, you are the mom and you'll know whether it's, okay, I need to just accept this interruption or I need to help my kids learn patience and and waiting for me and realizing there are adult things that need done. Another idea is instead of getting them occupied, bring them with you. Do the job together. I actually did this today with my uh, preschooler. My car was disgusting. (laughs) You know, the cracker crumbs like under every seat and just piles of mess. I won't even elaborate any further because maybe you have the same thing maybe you don't and my car would would uh just make you feel real stressed by how messy it was anyway we needed to take some car seats out for a different reason anyway so I said you know today's a good day to clean the car and I brought him along with me he filled a grocery bag full of trash that was in there and helped me carry in I don't know why we had like kid clothes and I don't know so much stuff in there he helped me carry things in he helped me bag up the trash we listened to music together we actually listened to the song I was quoting before on that bible verse we just hung out and did the job together and he felt accomplished he felt like I'm doing important adult work and I told him that buddy I couldn't get this done nearly as fast without you you are really helping. You're doing important work. Think how clean and nice our car is going to feel after this, giving him that sense of accomplishment in what he was doing. So just invite them in. Say, hey, let's do it together. Um, Maybe it's, okay, guys, I need to wash the dishes. Let's come do it together. We'll turn on a song. Or it's, let's try to beat this song. We'll unload the dishwasher faster than this song. Um, all sorts of ideas about chores and getting kids involved that I probably will talk about in another episode, but bring them with you. Invite them to do the things with you. Obviously, some tasks you need to do on your own. Sometimes you do just need a break, but this is one way to kind of shift out of that focus of just get them busy so you can get stuff done. Another thing that has helped me is when I'm having that focused time with them, if I feel my to-do list starting to creep up, and just thinking, okay, and then I need to do this and that and this other thing, I will just acknowledge it. I will tell whoever I'm reading with or playing with or whatever I'm doing that's supposed to be focused kid time, I'll just pause and say, oh man, the dishes just keep calling my name. It's like I can hear them saying, mommy, come wash me, or you know, I get kind of silly, make them laugh a little. This thing is asking me to come do it, but I'm telling it to wait because I need to spend time with you. There are times we've got to tell our kids, hey, you got to wait because I'm doing a grown-up job. I think it can be a fun thing for them and also help us bring our brains back to where we are to say, I'm telling the dishes to wait because right now I'm with you and you're my priority. I need to do the dishes. It's got to happen. Maybe you can help me do it. But right now I'm with you. Just saying it out loud at least for me, really helps me refocus on here's why I'm sitting on the floor playing ninja something because I care about 
this child. And that's why I'm telling the dishes to wait because this time is important. It also makes them laugh. It also helps them to feel important because they know the dishes matter, but you're putting them first. So those are some ideas for how you can separate this out. Um, this getting your kids to do it with you. Again, I probably will do a whole other episode about this, but it's a long-term investment. If you, they're having them help you, at first it might just make things take longer. That's fine. Eventually, one day, they will be able to just do it. The other day, I asked my eight-year-old, hey, buddy, can you just real quick load the dishwasher? And he rinsed dishes and loaded it and had it ready to start in six minutes. It was like miraculous. That's not, not how it always goes. There's usually a lot of foot dragging and a lot of, oh, I don't really want to ing and things taking forever, but he's capable. He can do it because we've practiced. I've brought him along with me and given him little by little more jobs. So that's a long-term investment. It's a really great thing. Another practical application, and I don't like this, <laughs> but is lower your standards a little. If you are finding that so much of your day is getting the kids occupied so you can go do this, so you can go do that, maybe you need to cut out some of the this and some of the that. Maybe you don't need to be on this committee at school or whatever. You don't need to do this soccer team snack. I, I don't know what the things are that are taking up your brain space that are calling you to do them instead of spending time with your kids. Maybe you need to let some things go. Maybe you need to say, it's okay if my house isn't perfectly picked up all the time. It's okay if I clean this thing every other week instead of every week or once a week instead of every day, whatever, whatever it looks like for your house, whatever your standards are at. Maybe you say, hey, while my kids are young and in my home and I have this time with them, I can just do a little less of these other things and be okay with it, to be okay with good enough. It's okay if not every single dish is clean, as long as you have some clean dishes to eat off of. It's okay if you're not perfectly caught up on laundry, as long as everyone has some clean underwear and, and preferably something to put over the underwear if you're going out. Um, it's okay if there's food to eat and it wasn't a gourmet meal because you spent time listening to a child who had a hard day at school or you spent time kicking a soccer ball in the backyard and then you ate you know omelets for dinner because you let go of the fancier thing you weren't going to cook to spend time with them so that's just my encouragement today um like I said maybe you're not in this place but that's where I found myself a lot lately of just having that whole view of my day as how can I get them occupied so I can get things done and I've been really working on that mental shift of having pockets of time that are specifically focused on time with them pockets of time where I need to get grown-up things done and other times where we work together we get to work together and we get to play together so I hope this episode was encouraging and helpful excited to be back together sharing this time. If you enjoyed this episode, would you just share it with a friend? Um, tell someone about it so the podcast can encourage more moms. Thank you so much for being here today, friends. <laughs>